0: Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We honor you, Jesus. We are grateful, Jesus. We are content, Jesus. Thank you. You are enough, Lord. bread of life and we are full of you thank you thank you teach us to be full on you thank you I'd like to thank you Lord for what you're doing I'd like to thank you for what you're going to do you care so much for us that our hearts become the center of where you're seated and I pray that every person's heart today the center where you can sit on their throne thank you that you can sit on the throne of our hearts I pray this prayer today Lord that you can be the center of our thrones of our hearts thank you thank you Lord no word but to give you gratitude and thankfulness for who you are. You are marvelous, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. You are kind. You are compassionate. You are merciful. Thank you, Lord. There is nothing that can ever separate us from the love of God that is in Christ. Thank you for your love, Lord. Your love that keeps us bound to you. Thank you, Father, for giving us your Son and for allowing the Holy Spirit to be with us until we see you face to face again. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Beautiful worship, amen. Amen. How are we all today? We good? Yeah. Amen. This topic should make you smile. I finished studying today about um, the spirit of Delilah and I said I'm going to have probably a half an hour nap at probably five o'clock and I had a dream that I'm preaching my message inside here and the spirit of Delilah was coming out of people and that's God blessing me don't be afraid that's God blessing me to show me that he's he's endorsed this teaching because there's one thing that God is interested with it's your heart and he wants no other no other to be in that place we understand that he wants no other character or personality to be inside your heart And it's very important that we have wisdom in this area. So many people are interested with the enemy that's outside, but few pay attention to the enemy within. And it's something to think about. When you look at how Jesus judged the different churches in Revelation, he was more interested with the enemy within. It gives you a bit of understanding to know what the Holy Spirit's most interested with here. And also it gives you wisdom to see how much Satan's interested in you. They are fighting for this place. So I had a dream. Um, the spirit of Delilah in my dream was mocking me as I was preaching but it was coming out of many people. Now, something i share with you. Christians today, but, but I say this humbly, not to attack anyone here, they, they are asleep. They're sleeping. You know why? Because how can you fight something you're not informed about? The moment you're, 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 you are informed, then you can be armed to fight. Right? But so many people see it as a trait, a personality, a character that they've been brought up with, that they even know who the spirit of Delilah is. So, So many people know the story is she slept with him and she got someone to cut his hair. Well, when you actually see what's here. When you actually see what's here. I thank the Lord Jesus because he's orchestrating everything here. Why? So Delilah can leave our lives, Amen. This the this is the the core of the teaching. So she can leave, and if she's not there, you be aware that you don't welcome her in. For anyone who says, "I don't do this," <laughs> you can see if she is if she, if there has been traits and personalities and characters of her inside move away and be aware that she doesn't enter but can I say this humbly there will definitely be traits of delight inside because every Christian I believe has faced this so I'm not going to speak too much about the story because there's so much meat here and how the Holy Spirit orchestrated this. There's so much meat here for you to learn. But this is what I, this is what I mean. How can you fight something you're not informed about? This is, this is the, the core of the message. So many people are fighting something they're not informed about. You can only be at war at something you see. When you see it, I really believe that's the greatest gift that the Holy Spirit lets you see. The doorway to repentance is the doorway of seeing first. Yes? Very true. Who likes to hear some testimonies? Let's take the shift of the ladder for a second. <laughs> Who wants to hear a testimony? Praise the Lord. So I'll share this with you. Testimonies are good, but truth be told, God's most interested with your heart. Because the testimony doesn't allow you to follow Jesus, true repentance does. So I had a, um, I cut my hair at Grey Stains. Again, again, another one. (laughs) You can get a shave. So who likes to hear some testimonies? But there's also something, I don't know if I'm going to touch it, but I might touch a little bit about why the Holy Spirit's not active. So I went to cut my hair three weeks ago, and I also come here on Friday. And um, the hairdresser that cuts my hair was fighting with his worker. He's got cancer. Uh, lymphoma cancer and it spread upon his half of his body and, and they're speaking in the Syrian language and uh, it's getting a bit intense <laughs> and I said bro, what's the problem? he goes, my worker, he doesn't listen, he's stubborn I told him to take you to pray for my father for his, fa- for his father and he won't listen And I said, it's okay, bro. After I finish the haircut, we go. So I went. I went with the the owner and the worker. And (coughs) I got to the house, and the Holy Spirit showed me a picture. He showed me a picture that when he was young, he was underneath the sergeant, and he harassed people in the army. And he tortured them, if I can say it like that. And when the cancer came upon him, he believed that it was God that brought it upon him for the torment and torture that he'd done in the army. And the son said, I've never, he's 26 or 27, he said, I've never seen my father cry. But when I got there, I said, the Holy Spirit showed me that you're holding a deep uh, guilt for what you've done in the army and how you tortured the people. And every time you sleep, it comes in your dreams. And he said, it's exactly right. And he said, um, I can't forgive myself for what I've done. And also, I've accepted this sickness. And I said, today, Jesus will heal you. And he, 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 it's very hard because our, our traditional people, they're very secretive, but that's people here also that's not outside the tier too. Because the Holy Spirit showed me that the greatest resistance is when someone's secretive. And you try to protect your, your husband or your wife or your children. Now there's nothing wrong with them. And that becomes their covering. Where there is something wrong with them and the Holy Spirit wants to bring it into the light, but the one who covers them from shame or someone looking at them differently. When someone's suffering from something, we always wanna protect our family and children. That's our natural instincts. So no one looks down at our family, but we are serving God, why are we defeated? And you actually block the Holy Spirit. Because when I sit with people, Holy Spirit tells me what's going on. Um, and unfortunately, people don't wanna, they don't, their pride says that I'd rather conceal it and let the enemy work in secret than allow the Holy Spirit to actually bring healing and restoration. And this is a problem with our society here and our culture here. We're very secretive where there is a spirit working and we want to hide them and not bring them to the one who can actually deliver them. But I won't go too much into this. And what happened was he was a bit prideful. And I said, my friend, I come for you. I didn't come to tell you something about Jesus. He worked 19 years cleaning churches. I said, I come to help you. Do you want help? I had to be a bit firm with him. And he said, okay. So I come to pray for him. And I saw the Holy Spirit come upon him very powerfully. And he received. Anyways, I went to cut my hair on Friday, last Friday. And the son, he, I've never seen him smile in the way he smiled. He walked outside, and I said, I start dancing, and he said, yeah, because the scans come yesterday, on Thursday, and it's clear. And, And look at that, one touch from Jesus Christ, but it just shows you the entry points to sickness, the wisdom behind it, and how the enemy is always at work behind it, right? But the secretive, it's a problem here. Because the Holy Spirit shows me Secretive is a form of pride We want to we protect someone But it's prideful It's pride I don't want him to look at me differently I don't want him to see me as in I'm not a man or woman or believer of Christ And it's a massive issue in our community Secretive We like to cover people out of defeat Not wanting to bring shame or disrespect Or allow someone to see us differently Believe me There are battles, there are wars. And the healthiest thing is to bring it into the Holy Spirit. Amen? I I won't look at you differently here, Pastor Tony, and everyone here. We won't look at you differently here. There are battles. It is what it is. We work through it. But don't be secretive. Because the enemy loves to conceal these things. The Holy Spirit's been sharing that about here, about our culture. Because the Holy Spirit wants to touch our culture. He wants to, our culture, every culture is different. But our culture, we've, we know how to be uh, secret detectives for the wrong things. <laughs> for the wrong things. But when, something's, when something needs to be bought out, trust me, we do a good job. <laughs> we become secret detectives in keeping the Holy Spirit out. And I, I will be opposing this because when you come up for prayer, the Holy Spirit shows me what's the problem. Because we rely on Him to do the deliverance. We rely on Him to do the healing. We rely on Him to bring the things that are hidden. And, and this is His role. And I see the people, you know, they're secretive. I, I take one step here, end up one step here, one step here, and I'm in the corner. They're telling me what's going on. <laughs> don't be like this we've all come out of a place of bondage and oppression and attacks, we're here for each other amen, we won't look at each other wrongly, let's clear the air here, we won't look at each other we won't hold anyone accountable for these things we're just here to see you free and move on that's all I wanted to get that off my chest so Samson, he was a Nazarite same as John the Baptist a Nazarite means to be consecrated to God. It means to be offered as a living sacrifice to God, right? And who, who, who is the Nazarite now, the true Nazarite? We are. We are a living sacrifice unto God. We are consecrated unto the Lord. You have been bought at a price. You no longer live. Christ lives. So in a way, this message is for us. So you've got Samson versus Delilah. And believe me, it's not the cartoons you watched before. It's it's a, it's a bit deeper than that. And when you see, you say, wow, you crafty, you crafty fella that you are. So let's have a go. Let's see Samson first. I'll give you a quick description of Samson, then we move into, unfortunately, Delilah. just to clear the air, um, Delilah can work through male, female. It's not about just a woman sort of thing. It works through both. Okay? So before you start looking at your spouses. (laughs) So you believe that? it's five o'clock in the... In the afternoon, I'm dreaming about that spirit mocking me as I'm preaching and it's coming out of the people. So let's have a look. This is a spiritual picture for every person. (coughs) The, The sad part is that it was a beautiful beginning and a great downfall. It's a true lesson for us. Why? Because that's how we start. We start on fire. We start with purpose. We start with a direction. We start with motivation. And not everyone gets to their destiny, right? The Bible says to examine yourself to see if you're in the Lord, if unless indeed you fail the test. So there are people, unfortunately, that can fail. I don't promote it here, but they can fail. And that is the truth. The, the, the only thing you should be interested in is with your own life. Okay, so Samson's name in the Hebrew is Shimshon. That's his name, <laughs> <See how> that. <laughs> Shimshon. 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 Sh- 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 <laughs> 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 so, he, so the Strong's is the whoever is following it's the Hebrews 8, 1, 2, 3 and the root meaning of his name is to be brilliant the meaning of his name is to ray or shine like a sun a window that receives light His name links with this scripture, uh, Psalms 84, verse 11. If we can go there quickly. I'll just stand up here. (coughs) This is what his name links up with. Uh, For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing would he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Okay. He was a judge of Israel and began to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistines. His name means strength under spiritual discipline. So where is your strength under spiritual discipline? You start to see how disciplined you are in your journey for Christ. And that is the truth. The Bible says, and we know it, that obedience is greater than sacrifice. Obedience gets you to your true destiny and your calling. And it's true. And the greatest challenge is to be obedient under pressure. So there were three things that he was commanded not to touch. Anyone know them? We have a microphone. Work the crowd a bit. There were three things that he was commanded not to touch. Does anyone know? Hands up. Does anyone know? He was commanded to do three things. Uh, Alcohol. No alcohol. No alcohol. No intoxicating alcohol. Amen. (coughs) Yeah, it's (laughs) all (laughs) right. Amen. No, no, it's a rose. Um, he couldn't cut his hair? To not shave his head off? Amen. And keep away from dead bodies. Amen. This is so spiritual, like you don't understand. But these three things are, they have they have such a weight, but I'm not gonna go there. Okay. <laughs> So, so, <laughs> so his hair, his hair is symbolic of the anointing. Okay, now Delilah was able to get the Philistines to cut his hair, meaning to cut the anointing. Now, the Holy Spirit told me how she took the anointing away from him. And wow, what an eye-opener. What a great eye-opener. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, when you see this, it's going to tick boxes in your heart. But you will learn, by the grace of our Lord Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you will not allow her to dictate or govern you. Okay? Now, let's see the description of Delilah. We go to... um, her name is the, from the Strong's, the Hebrew 1807, whoever is following. Are we ready? Are we ready? Now, she cut the anointing of God from his life. His name is referred to, consecrated to God meaning he is in covenant with God, just like we are, just like we are. She was able to cut his anointing, and she didn't work alone. She worked with the Philistines, the Lord of the Philistines. It's interesting, because wisdom is given. Last week you saw how Jezebel operated more of a character sort of thing, personality sort of thing, this one works a different tactic. And I pray by God's grace, the Holy Spirit's lifting the level of teaching here so we can be equipped and we can be awake spiritually, okay? So her name defines the first key and the key that every Christian has gone through to exhaust you. <laughs> you hearing? Her first tactic, or the definition of her name, is to exhaust you. Or to cause you to be exhausted. Wow, you already see the anointing. You already, you already see one of her major components that every Christian goes through. To cause you to be weak. Number two. To bring you low. To draw you up. For you to fail. That's the meaning of her name. None of this cartoon business, how he pushed the things. He he, he used his own strength and he died. She wasn't even the cause. For you to be emptied. For you to be oppressed and a longing, lustful desire. Now, it's going to get deeper. We go to Judges 16 19. Now this is interesting. I don't want to preach the whole story because I'll do six series on them. I just want to bring the meat to us and we keep going. Having put him to sleep on her lap, she called for someone to shave off seven braids of his hair and so began to subdue him and his strength left him. Okay? So she first put him to sleep. Okay? Okay? So he's not just having an ordinary nap here. There's something deeper here. Okay, and I'm going to explain it. So the word sleep, are we ready? The word sleep, yashon, that's what it is in the Hebrew. Yashon, and it's from the Hebrews 3, 4, 6, 2, whoever is following. Ready? The first word that comes from the word sleep. Who put him to sleep? Delilah Delilah put him to sleep. He's not just having a nap and she rocks up. She put him to sleep. So the first one is to be tasteless. So when she put him to sleep, you you hear in the New Testament, wake up while he uses sleeping all throughout the New Testament. Wake up from the dead he's referring to the old testament so the word sleep means to be tasteless we go quickly to matthew i want to have to hit this home this section here because it's very important matthew 5:13 to be tasteless uh, niv so the first word that comes from the word sleep from the esalt is to be tasteless. It says here, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown and trampled underfoot. Okay? So you begin to see here, yeah, this is a spiritual thing, a spiritual attack. You don't just fall overnight. You don't just let go overnight. It's a build-up, right? Nothing happens overnight. You don't just leave the path of Christ overnight. It's a build-up. It's a system where Satan's well-structured and well-established, unfortunately. You have to hear. That's why the Bible says to watch and pray. lest you fall into temptation, Your flesh is spirit's willing. So you begin to see now. She's trying to remove the taste of the covenant of God. Next scripture. Colossians chapter 4 verse 6. Colossians chapter 4 verse 6. So you begin to see why the New Testament preachers preach like this. They're getting it from the Old Testament. It says here, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. We'll go to the next one. I to preach that one. We'll go there. Hebrews 6, verse 1 to 13. He says, Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God. Instruction about cleansing rites, the laying of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And God permitting, we will do so. It is impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted, now her role is to allow you to be tasteless. Okay, Who have tasted the heavenly gifts, who have shared with the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness again, her role is to take that taste away from you, the, the kingdom of God. And, that, and the true doctrine of Christ, you have to understand now, he's not just putting these words in for, it's for a reason who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the coming age and who have fallen away to be brought back to repentance. To their loss, they are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting him to public disgrace. Land that drinks in the rain often falling on, on it and that produces a crop useful to those whom it is farmed receives the blessing of God. But land that produces thorns and thistles is worthless and is in danger of being cursed. In the end, it will be burned. Even though we speak like these dear friends, he's speaking to the body here. We are convinced of better things in your case, the things that have to do with salvation. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. We want each of you to show the same diligence to the very end in order to make your hope sure. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. That word lazy is spiritual. It's deeper than you think. Keep going. When God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself. And that's it. Okay, so we go to the next one. The next meaning of the word sleep means stale bread we go to the scripture proverbs chapter 6 verse 20 to verse 7 verse 1 now look here he's talking about delilah here he's not talking about someone else's wife because then he calls her a prostitute. He's calling, speaking about a spirit here. just want you to pay attention. My son, keep your father's command and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Bind them always around your heart. Fasten them around your neck. When you walk, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. When you're awake, they will speak to you. For this command is a lamp. This teaching is a light and correctional instructions are way to life. Keeping you from the neighbor's wife, from the smooth talk of a wayward woman. Now he's talking about a spirit here. Please pay attention. Do not lust in your heart after her beauty or let her captivate you with her eyes. So there's two spirits that speak of beauty, the Jezebel and the Delilah, unfortunately. Do not lust in your heart after her beauty or let her captivate you with her eyes. For a prostitute can be had for a loaf of bread, but another man's wife preys on your very life. Can a man scoop fire into his lap without his clothes being burnt? Can a man walk on hot coals without his feet being scorched? So is he who sleeps with another man's wife. No one who touches her will go unpunished. People do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy his hunger when he is starving. Yet if he is caught, he must pay... How many strands got cut off? You start to see how the scriptures all coming together. Though it cost him all his wealth of his house, he lost everything. He lost the anointing of God in his life. He died. So that's the end. I will go back to 7 verse 1. My son, keep my words and store up my commands within you. You begin to see that the downfall of Samson was he lacked God's commands. Now I don't wanna really touch about his character of where he he was, um, where the downfall was for him. I really wanna preach about how Delilah operates. The next one is very intense. Are we ready? The next one is very intense. The word we first spoke about, tasteless, stale bread, the next one is slack. That's from the Hebrew Strongs. That word defines as being lazy, failing to give proper care and attention to your spiritual life. How many tick that box? Which is massive. Failing to give proper care and attention. Unconcerned. What amazes me sometimes, I sit with people and I talk about the Lord and they are just unconcerned. That's a sp- there's a spirit behind that. Irresponsible, neglectful, oblivious, reckless, loose in their journey. That's what the word stale means. My friend, you have the hope of glory, the Holy Spirit living inside of you. There is no excuse anymore. He's the only truth. And beside them, there is nothing. Wild. Unheeding. Not cautious. Uninterested. And unguarded, you start to see all the entry points where the Delilah has infiltrated, unfortunately. Now, something i share with you here, just to quickly go over them again. Failing to give proper care and attention, unconcerned, irresponsible, neglected, Oblivious, reckless, loose, wild, unheeding, not cautious, uninterested and unguarded. The next one is very, very common to the body. Languid, the word is languid. The word languid means to be frail, frail. Who's frail in their journey? Weak, tired, delicate, weary. Exhausted, sluggish in character, slow in movement, or lacking force and power to move forward. Are we listening? I'm talking from the Bible. Now this is interesting. From all the weariness and from all the weariness and frustration that Samson received from the spirit of Delilah he ended up cursing himself. Isn't that a lesson for us? That all the weariness and frustration that he went through in regards to temptation. Now there's a difference between tests and temptation. Don't get them wrong. In the wilderness, there were two major things, test and temptation, yeah? Most warfare comes not from testing, comes from temptation. Testing is for God to promote you to move forward. Temptation is the enemy's snares. Now, a lot of people confuse the testing of God that produces you to move to the promised land with temptation. Temptation is you inviting them in your heart. We get this? Make sure you understand this. Because a lot of people go through warfare and they think it's a test. It's not a test. It's temptation that you've allowed to enter your heart. Don't get them confused. There is warfare. Most warfare in the Bible comes from temptation. Because there has to be clarity about what happened in the wilderness. Testing, temptation. Two different things. The testing was to promote you, for you to learn God's commands. And for you to learn his ways. Temptation is you inheriting a personality and character that I'm speaking about now. So, all the frustration and weariness that Samson went through, he ended up cursing himself. How many people, through the pressure and through the challenges of dealing with sin, dealing with their personality, dealing with their character, they curse themselves? It's too hard. I can never overcome this. You give her direct access into your heart. Are we listening? You give direct access to the spirit of Delilah. Isn't that interesting? That she works behind all the things she gets you to curse yourself. Isn't that interesting? (coughs) So just a a bit of wisdom for you. When you're gone through a temptation, don't say nothing. (laughs) because you would make it even more harder for yourself. It is very true. So isn't it interesting how cunning the devil is? He he gives you all the oppression, all the affliction, all the challenges you end up cursing your own self because he can't curse you. He's not allowed to curse you. You curse yourself. He's not allowed. He doesn't have that authority. The Bible says, choose life so that you and your seed may live. Paul says, your tongue has the power. Your tongue. And isn't it interesting? He works behind the scenes. He pokes every area that, uh, he pokes every area where she can enter. And until you're that frustrated with your own life, you curse yourself. It's so hard. Nothing's hard with our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead is living inside of you. Nothing is hard. It's easy. It really is easy. But I imagine you like a punching bag went through all that affliction, remained in unrepentance, remained in a life of disobedience. You sat in the lap. You sat you sat in the lap of the Lilac. Like, we go back to Judges 16, 19. The word "lap," the word "lap" means um, adoration towards God. So, so, so when he slept in her lap, he was given adoration to Satan. Can you understand? So, so, whenever they used to make covenants. Um, when Abraham made covenants they always grabbed the, the, the side of the hip and it's like an adoration towards God it's like a covenant and a promise now when he slept in her lap it means that it's the, it's the resting place of his heart so he allowed Delilah into the area that God is meant to dwell you get it? so when he slept in the lap he gave adoration to Satan but how she put him to sleep and we were just discovering what that word, what it means. So you begin to see here, you begin to see here how S- Samson began his downfall. And it's a bit, there's a bit of wisdom behind it. And I want to hit home with this, that testing and the temptation are two different things. Temptation is from rebellion, from disobedience, from ignorance... And testing is to make you grow, to move you forward into the promised land. The Bible says they failed to enter His rest because they didn't learn His ways. So temptation is not learning His ways. Unfortunately, you invite all those other spirits inside. And you can tell me whatever you want to tell me. You're taking this too far, taking this too deep. That's the Holy Spirit. The same way the Holy Spirit wants to reside... And move and live through you is the same way Satan wants to me- live and move through you. And it is the truth. So look at this here: languid: frail, weak, tired, delicate, weary, exhausted, sluggish in character. Now in Revelation in one of the churches, he says they were devoid of godly character. Slow in movement or lacking force and power to move forward. Established bad habits by long persistence. That's what the word languid means. Establishing bad habits by persisting long in them. Another word for them are strongholds. Yes? Okay. Now. We get deeper into the meat. Now, the Holy Spirit showed me this one, and he'll bless you, because you'll find out. I never um, really got pressured to know why Samson's hair got cut. I know in the perfect time, Holy Spirit would show me, in the right time, and he did. Now, what do you think was the key? Now, you think about it in your heart. What was the key for Delilah? to cutting the anointing of God from his life. What does the Bible say about the anointing? It's the anointing that breaks. Yeah, so without anointing, nothing shifts. Let me tell you that right now. You speak a thousand scriptures, does nothing for you. Without the anointing, nothing comes to life or to existence. And she broke it. And you hear Christians today, they're so powerful in the scripture, no power. And I I don't want anyone to be like this here. Okay? And you can see why so many people lack power. Why? Because the temptation. They allow temptation to come. And they sleep with temptation in their heart. Now you're going to see the personality of the Lord. I haven't even touched that yet. And I hope you're still here for that. But you start to see... Without the anointing of God, there's no power to overcome the enemy because he is spirit, Holy Spirit is spirit. So we go, so just a quick little review from Judges 16, 20. She called the Philistines to shave his head. Okay, she didn't work alone. So the word Philistine, the word Philistines in the Strongs, um, 6430, Pelishti, that's what the word is, Pelishti, <laughs> I have to pronounce it, I can't help myself. Whoever wants to do a better job, i give you a microphone. <laughs> so the word Pelishti, the the word Philistines, okay, listen to this, now they work together. Delilah and the Lord of the Philistines, they work together to break the anointing. Listen to this. The word Philistines means to migrate or deviate from the true course of God. So, pay attention now. Weariness, exhaustion, frustration, tiredness allows you to Deviate from the true course of God. You see how the two partners that work together, are we awake today? So you don't just walk away for the sake of walking away. Weariness, frustration, tiredness and persistence from the devil because she was so persistent. She came to him every day. The the Delilah Spirit comes to you every day when there's a And there's a, to know your strength, to persist you, to make you weary, frustrated, tired. I thought I dealt with this already. Why is this, why is it still here? Why am I still going through this? That's what I hear every week, maybe 100 times. Why am I still going through this? I'm still here. It's still surfacing. devil's still bringing it to me. Weariness, frustration, tiredness. I've had enough. Just give in to her and give up on my journey. You don't have to say it, but your journey shows that. So the word Philistine means to deviate from the true course. The next one means to wander or to reject or become a stranger from the promised land. Because you look at it, Israel and Philistines, you see the whole Old Testament, all they did is war against each other. Is God trying to speak a message just about a war? He's trying to tell you about the war of your heart. Another meaning for the word Philistines means they, they were opposed to all true spiritual discipline. They opposed discipline. Now tell someone about God's blessings and how good God is. They'll sit with you every day tell someone about discipline, they're running already. What do you mean I have to pray and fast? No, no, no. I'm under the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> you tell someone about discipline, it's too hard. No, no, no. It's, there's got to be an easier way. There's, there's not an easier way. It is the truth. My greatest investment is in the discipline. Because the Bible says, discipline doesn't feel right at the present time. It produces what? The seed of righteous living. So it's worth it. Because no longer do you get entangled with the Delilah or the Jezebel or the Goliath or... I haven't even gone there yet. But you start to see. That's how you see the true. From the sheeps and the goats. That's the, the, the judgment would be the sheeps who accepted discipline and the goats who didn't accept discipline. And that is the truth. My greatest investment is not the miracles or the healings, not what I can do for Christ, but what he done inside of me. I tell you, it is the greatest investment. And I tell you from my heart to your heart, Dealing with my pride, dealing with my old nature, is the greatest investment. Because the Holy Spirit comes and you hear what heaven hears. Yes? You hear what heaven hears. You don't hear yourself anymore. What else do you want over know? Now, the Holy Spirit showed me this one. This one will blow you away. Because this is the... This is the the core of how she cuts the anointing from you. She's after one particular thing. Should I get the microphone? <laughs> no, no, I think we I think we'll <laughs> So, we go to Judges 16:4. <coughs> Blow you away when you see this. How was she able to cut Samson's hair? Which is symbolic of the anointing. So his name means or well he was born as an Azarite, consecrated or a covenant with God, meaning we are we are a covenant now, we're in covenant with Jesus, we've been bought at a price. His hair was symbolic of the anointing. She was able to get to both of them for one thing. Now let's read it. Judges 16, 4. Afterwards it happened that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorok, whose name was Delilah. Now the Holy Spirit told me to look at this word Sorok. Ready? Thank you, Jesus. The word sorok is from the Hebrew 7796. Are we ready? How she was able to cut his hair. Now this is not just a whale thing. You would look very carefully at your life from today. The word sorok means to hiss as a snake and to pierce your eyes. What happened to Samson? All the weariness, the exhaustion, the frustration, the persistence that the enemy brought upon him, what happened? He went blind. He can't see anymore. And when the devil strikes your vision, you perish. Without a vision, my people perish. What she was after? She was after his vision of who he belongs in the way of Christ now a million people will tell you they believe in Jesus where are you going? I don't know it's true isn't it? how many people can tell me where they're going for Christ now I know because I'm watching my heart I've understood the enemy's traits and tactics St. Paul said we are not unaware of Satan's schemes so you begin to see a million people tell you they love and they believe in Jesus where are you going? I don't know they have no vision is that a result of the lie attacking you? Yes, 100 percent. Whether it be ignorance, whether I don't know, it all comes down to this one. She attacks your vision. And all the weariness, frustration happens when, in the beginning of your journey, right? He plots hell at you. He sends the whole hell against you so you can know that it's going to be hard. Just give up, like Samson done. The enemy knows exactly what he's doing. So when we tell you to come to church, believe me, we're protecting you. Not for you to fill a seat. We want nothing from you. But you know that. To protect your heart so you don't fall. And that is the truth. So you don't fall. And and there's no such thing as a person being strong alone. The Bible says they isolate themselves to their own destruction. No one is strong alone. I'm sorry. So how did she kill the anointing? She, she made him blind. She pierced his vision. And this is how I put it. A million people can tell you they believe in Jesus. Where are you going? I don't know. But we are in the Father's will now. We're meant to know what we're doing. We're meant to hear from the Holy Spirit what He's called us to do. I'm walking in my calling. I heard from you, I'm doing it. You're not just another person that sits on the chair. You're meant to find out as well what Christ has called you for. And that is the truth. Go to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18. Now look what Paul says. Satan's after your vision. Christ is after your vision. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his people. Now, isn't it interesting that when Delilah takes your eyes, you don't know your calling. You don't know your calling. You don't know what God's called you for. So then, I don't know what God's called me for. I'll start with feeding the homeless. I'll start by doing this. I'll probably go to this. Christian, they're all over the place today because they're not hearing from the Holy Spirit. And there's a million things you can do for Christ. And, and it is good. It has volume. But wouldn't you rather hear what the Holy Spirit has for your life? Because when the Holy Spirit instructs you or when the Holy Spirit opens that door for you, you see the m- true manifestation of the Holy Spirit. So, Delilah cut Samson's hair, met him in the valley of Sarok to pierce his eyes. And all the tactics of the enemy, he went blind. And how many people here today don't know where they're going? Now, please don't get offended with me. I'll tell you the truth. How many people here don't know where they're going? you think about it because it's a result of delilah i'm sorry to put it to you this way but it's crystal clear jezebel attacks your character your personality this one attacks you with weariness frustration and you just give in 2 corinthians 4:18 So we fix our eyes. You start to see. What's eyes got to do? Our eyes gives us the vision of the unseen, meaning the will of God, meaning operating from heaven. The pastor Tony just spoke about seeing in heavenly places. She's after that. Because when you don't have a vision anymore about who you are in Christ and to operate from the kingdom there's no need for anointing anymore you don't know why you're here to seek and save the lost to produce fruit to get those who have been far away you don't know anymore okay so we fix our eyes on what is seen not what is seen but on what is unseen since what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal Next one, Matthew six twenty-two to 23. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? So you start to see he's focusing here on the eyes of your heart. And she's after that. Isn't that interesting how many Christians go through weariness, frustration, tiredness, and they think, I have no strength even to open my mouth and pray. I have no strength to even walk with the Lord. And there's someone deeper behind that. Today you can resist her. You won't resist her fruits, you can resist that spirit. So, what kills the anointing? Your vision kills the anointing. What did Christ say? What did Christ say? Seek the what? Seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness. All things will be added to you. He put your eyes up there. Now, I'll give you a few character points about Delilah, you want to hear. I skipped a few things, but I feel like I'll just quickly do these. Okay, ready? Are we ready? Delilah's spirit is a seducing spirit, enticing you, weakening you, that pesters you daily to annoy and frustrate you until you give in. Now, this can be people that are in the flesh or in sin or some other areas. Now, what I t- when I say about the Delilah spirit pestering you, it can be fear. It can be control. It's not only sin. It's the sin that people say, no, I don't do that stuff. What about control? What about, what about fear? What about insecurity? Dalilah can attack them. What about failure? You know, you begin to think deeply now. Is she behind this? Because she pesters you daily to act from that realm where the Holy Spirit is not. She pressures you to make decisions out of your own strength. So sh- she's Persistent. I don't know if I should say this. (laughs) Daily pressure to make you change your mind. You know how many people come to me? And saying, you know, like I pray and I, and I fast and I read, but all the people around me keep putting pressure on me, I'm taking it too serious. This happened in this church. That's a Delilah spirit. I don't want to start pointing to people and hurt them, but that is a Delilah spirit. Anything, any consecration outside of giving it fully to God is a Delilah spirit. Because God's greatest investment is in the process. And while you're going to pray, while you're going to fast, while you're going to declare scripture and offer yourself as a living sacrifice, that is the true consecration process of following Christ. And when people say you're you're praying too much or you're reading too much or you're spending too much in your room or uh, people are complaining, you don't give me enough time, you're actually operating, unfortunately, in a Delilah spirit. Now, I watered it down well, as best as I can. Now, this is another one. Delilah can also work through the people that you meet. Okay? Delilah, um, Samson was bound by chains, enslaved by, um, was bound by change, and enslaved by compromise. Just like God sends someone to lead you closer to him, also the devil sends you a Delilah to entrap you and to kill the anointing. So your circle is crucial because unfortunately if you have a if you have people in your life that aren't committed to the true path of Christ and they are putting they are putting a hedge between you and your journey you've probably taken it too serious or you want to move forward in the things of Christ they are deterring you from this path most likely it can be a Delilah spirit at work So, believe me, the Holy Spirit sends people into your life to move you forward. The devil also sends Jezebel, sends Delilah, Goliath, he sends many people. Pay attention to your circle. in the beginning of our Bible studies, we had circles. And it started behind God's Word. It started behind fellowship. And it didn't go too well. And anyone can hide behind the Word of God. If you're not seeing the true fruits and characteristics of Christ, the Holy Spirit at work, move away. I say, you know what, it's okay, give them time. I tell people, run now, run. Run the other way. I tell people, run now. Before I used to have a bit of of sympathy, I tell people, run the other way now. Because they're weak and they're just learning to crawl and they want to stay in that place. Another one. This is very common in couples. Ready? Where husband believes, wife doesn't believe. Just a little bit of an example. You know what God has told you, but you're tired of the opposition, so you give in. This can be friends, it can be family, it can be many things. So you you quenched Another big one. You would rather make other, other people happy because of their constant pressure. As a result, you deceive yourself. This is Delilah. Everyone's going to go run to the mountains now. <laughs> <laughs> Can you see this one? wow. Well, why Jesus said be wise as a clean Mm -hmm. I know when someone talks not every time but most of the times they make comments they speak through an evil spirit unfortunately you'd rather make other people happy because of their constant pressure this can be anything this can be rather for healing imagine you're waiting for healing to come from the Lord and someone says, it's normal. Just, uh, just go and get scanned and get an operation. That's a delight of spirit. It can be many examples. It's normal. Everyone goes through this. She's taking you away from the true power or true glory of Christ. You leave the house of God or the place of worship in your heart because your family does not approve and is persistent in stopping you. Afterwards, there is a slow decline of wanting to please man more than God. Another, these are two big ones. If I want to hit home with the body today, these are the two. Okay, ready? Your identity hides behind your gifting, and your pride becomes your downfall. Please get this one. Your identity hides behind your gifting. And pride becomes your downfall because your character has not been dealt with. So let's say I'm operating deliverance or healing and, and I stop focusing on the true character and personality and mind of Christ in my heart. Where I, ex- I exert strength from what I'm doing for Christ rather than Him disciplining me in my heart. That's what I mean. So let's say I, I, I used to get dreams very firmly and intense, and I could have used those I could have used my gifting to deter, to deter me from what Christ needs to do in my heart. I could have made up my strength where I'm doing so much in, in, the, in the way of gifting, and I forfeit God working on my heart. Does that make sense? Okay, so your identity hides behind your gifting and pride becomes your downfall because your character has not been dealt with. Another big one here. I want to hit home with these two. Gifting is more important than character to you and being seen by man is elevated above more than God who sees you. That one deserves a tick, that one. Tick. It's so true. Now, these will speak different volumes, different people. Gifting is more important than character to you, and being seen by man is elevated above the God who sees you. Compromise, deception, and pride gives access to the spirit of Delilah. The biggest one from all his weariness, frustration, her persistence gave him what? One major key that allowed him to sleep with Delilah on a daily basis. Compromise. Satan bought pride from heaven. It landed on earth through the word of compromise. Another one, a Delilah spirit will try to use your weakness to control you. Now please, don't start attacking people. If someone, has the ability, uh, if someone has the ability to twist every situation, to make themselves the victim and you the wrongdoer, this is a sign of the Delilah spirit. Oof. If if someone uses your love for them against you this is a sign of the spirit working I'll repeat it again if someone uses your love for them against you this is a sign of that spirit working If someone's presence in your life is making you feel like death, it's a sign that she's at work. If someone is tempting you to betray God, it is a sign. If someone you trusted begins to torment you with what you have shared with them in secret, it's a sign of a devilish spirit. Be careful what you share with people. Because that's a false humility. If you, know a person that is, if you know a person is eventually going to hurt you, but for some reason you are keeping them in your life, it is a sign of a Delilah working, unfortunately. Delilah never ends up well. She is a hypocrite and a pretender, vengeful and unforgiving, loves to flirt, suicidal, does not like authority, but loves to have her way, and she is a manipulative person. Okay. full stop finish for today like I said last week <laughs> last week I spoke about exposing the Jezebel this week I spoke about exposing Delilah I'm not speaking about how to overcome and the pathway to repentance I'm just exposing it and bringing it to your attention you get a lot from this Thank the Lord Jesus Christ. And you won't play with your life anymore in regards to the will of God. A lot to think about. A lot to think about. I missed out so many, but I felt like these are the ones that I had to share with you. Be humble. Be humble in the way of the Lord so he can move you forward now. Because a lot of people's questions of why they are stuck, they've been answered today. Amen? So let's pray. Today you learned something so powerful. Why Samson's hair, the anointing, got cut from his life. She pissed his eyes. Through all the traits of weariness, frustration, persistence, you become blind, you can't see where you're going anymore. And today, the Lord Jesus Christ has given you wisdom. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He's given you wisdom. If you have been a victim of the Jezebel, uh, sorry, of the Delilah, you can tell her to leave in the name of Jesus Christ. If you're a victim, remember the secretive things that I spoke about in the beginning of the service. It was for a reason I shared that. Because no one wants anyone to see what's in their heart, unfortunately. Don't be secretive today. If she's been at work in your life, if that, sorry, if that spirit's been at work in your life, command her today and be aware not to tolerate her anymore. Amen? Amen? So pray. We'll do a prayer together. In the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you, Father, that what we bind on earth bound in heaven we don't fight flesh and blood we fight the dark spiritual forces of this world I speak to you the spirit of Delilah you have no work or authority to work in my life anymore I bind you And I disconnect myself myself from that spirit right now now. by the power of the Holy Spirit Spirit. and the blood of Jesus. Jesus. I declare myself myself free. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Begin to thank the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Begin to thank Him that you will not tolerate her traits. Thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus, Holy Spirit is coming now, thank you, I command you to leave the spirit of Delilah in the name of Jesus Christ, you have been exposed under the authority of Jesus Christ, I command you to leave every heart now, I command you to leave every heart now, thank you Lord. Holy Spirit, release them in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thank you. I pray by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that you enlighten our eyes. Any setbacks or failures through her persistence, I command them to be refreshed today by the spirit of grace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I pray for refreshment by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I disconnect each one of them from the spirit of Delilah. And from the hand of the Philistine. Thank you, Jesus. I pray for a true path to be stored in their hearts that they may follow you in truth. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. I pray that their minds are restored. Thank you, Lord. I pray for their sight to be restored in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that they may know of who they belong to. And I pray, Lord, that you ignite them again. I pray that you ignite them again to kindle that fire inside their heart, that they may start again. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Be blessed, everyone. I want you all to take notes about this because it's not a one-off thing. The Holy Spirit will continuously strengthen you in this area so you can be free. Bless you all. Thank you.